0: This is the Best Friends podcast, dedicated to sharing the people and programs that are ending the killing of cats and dogs in America's animal shelters. You'll hear from animal welfare leaders from across the movement who will share the innovative and collaborative work that are creating life-saving successes in communities of all sizes.
1: Welcome to the Best Friends Podcast. It's June the 3rd, and it is Best Friends National Conference time. I'm John Dunn, and normally at this point in my year, I'm digging out my fancy clothes, going on my incredibly unhealthy crash diet to fit into those clothes, and I'm getting ready to hit the road for the conference. It's a highlight of the year for me, and maybe also for you, which is why the cancellation of the conference last year was a tough pill to swallow. I mean, just one more pill added to an already large bottle of tough pills that we all had to choke down, right? But the conference is back. This year's virtual version won't be the same as years past, but it's still going to be great and maybe even better in many ways. A quick disclaimer of sorts, we try very intentionally to not have each episode of the Best Friends podcast just be a big commercial for best friends. This is about you, the work you're doing, sharing that with others, and in turn we can share our knowledge and work with you. But this week is about the conference, and so yeah. I'm gonna wax lyrical about it because the conference is really, really good, year after year after year. And it's hard not to heap praise on my colleagues who put this on because they are simply amazing. I think it's easy for us to dismiss a conference simply because it's virtual. I mean, how good can it possibly be, right? Well, I asked a couple of people at Best Friends to come on the podcast and talk about this year's event.
2: The thing that I think just makes it different is, you know, we're so life-saving program specific. There are a lot of great animal welfare programs that are out there and you can see webinars on a whole bunch of different topics. It's like everything that we do is just so focused around what's going to save lives at shelters tomorrow uh, and help organizations save more lives or raise more money to save more lives or recruit more volunteers or foster to save more lives and it's so focused on ending the unnecessary deaths at shelters
1: that's brent tolner he's the senior director of national programs for best friends he's part of the team organizing the conference content but first up rachel hyde she's with the national events team she's leading the planning and execution of the event and along with the details of the conference i picked her brain a little bit about what it's like to be an event planner in the covid era so Rachel, I know things are bananas for you right now, so I appreciate you carving out a few minutes, so let's get right to it. The 2021 conference, where is it, what is it, how is it?
0: Sure, so it's entirely online this year, of course, and, you know, having to cancel our live conference last year was a huge bummer. We didn't feel like we had the ability to pull together a virtual conference in a short time last year, given the the time frame that we had between when we canceled and when our show would have taken place. So for 2021, we really wanted to do it right. We really leaned in. We're embracing the virtual experience. We've learned as much as we can about everything that's going on in the events industry right now and took about 90% of what we knew about live events and just threw it out the window because that's the main thing that we've learned with planning things in this virtual atmosphere is you can't just take what you did for a live event and what those goals were and how you met those goals and recreated it in a virtual platform. It just doesn't work that way. And we can't keep forcing things upon people in that manner. We you really just need to know, okay, well, here's what our goals are and here's how we're going to meet them with a virtual event and forget most of what you knew about how you would have done that if you could get together in person.
1: So you, the events team, you go out do all of this research, you know, what are the best of the best uh, out there with virtual events What did you learn and what does that then mean, I guess, for the best friends conference?
0: So when I think of virtual conferences and stuff I've done across, not just the animal welfare industry, but in the events industry as well, what we're seeing a lot of people doing is they're just taking a whole pile of webinars and compiling them and throwing them at people. We really didn't want to do that. You know, we're not doing the conference just to do the conference. Um, we really wanted this to be a valuable, worthwhile experience for everyone. So we've really curated some pretty incredible content. Um, it's going to be in both 25 minute and 55 minute segments, trying to just keep things concise and reflect that, you know, if we were getting together in person, sure. Sitting in a session for 75 or 90 minutes in person, is a pretty reasonable ask, but we can't do that at home. We, we don't have those sort of attention spans when you're doing all this stuff online. So everything's more bite-sized this year.
1: Proud to announce the first ever Brain implant in animal welfare. You just go get your vaccine, uh, it pops right in. You lean back and then you're at the conference. Just a little bit of virtual reality brain implant technology. (laughs) Of course, that's not what it is, but tell me what to expect though. I mean, is it sitting on a two day long Zoom call?
0: um, So, really, actually, one of the cool things about this experience is that it's not just June 23rd and 24th. So, for anyone who registers, by June 16th, that morning, you're actually going to get access to the platform that day. And all of the content is also going to be available on demand through July 30th. I mean, theoretically speaking, if you're not even available to log in June 23rd and 24th, that's okay. We know everyone's schedules are just extra crazy right now. So we're trying to accommodate that. Now, if you do log in June 23rd and 24th, That's when you're going to see the actual educational session content go live. Uh, The speakers are for all the breakout sessions, which there's 90 plus of those. The speakers are going to be available immediately after their session for a live Q&A. And you have a chance to turn on your mic and camera if you want and actually engage with those speakers and with other conference attendees and that Q&A platform. There's several networking opportunities. So with the capabilities of this, it's a pretty awesome platform that we're gonna be in. Uh, With the capabilities in there, they facilitate some one-on-one connections. So making suggestions of people that you might be interested in connecting with. So there's that option. We've got some round table networking going on. Uh, You can connect with exhibitors or sponsors, ask them questions, learn more about their services. Uh, Maddie's Fund and Petco Love are always big hits in our exhibit hall. They are going to be there and doing stuff for people to engage as well. So you have a chance to talk to them. It's really a choose your own adventure sort of experience. So if you want to come in June 23rd, 24th and listen to content all day long for two days in a row, great. You want to visit some of the other spots that we're going to you know, have available in the, in the platform, Great. You want to go to a Q&A and turn on your mic and camera and engage the whole time? Or you want to sit back and keep yourself on mute and off camera the whole time? Also great. It's really whatever you want to do, whatever is going to make the experience the most worthwhile experience for
1: you. Rachel, we've known each other for a long time now, so you should know better than to tell me I can turn on my camera and talk.
0: <laughs> I will go on the back end and make sure that yours is specifically disabled.
1: Turn it off. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> I just attended this, uh, one day free virtual conference about podcasting because I have no idea what I'm doing. And it was the first time I'd seen anything like that. You could actually go into a place within this platform. And there were, uh, it was like a graphic top down, you know, tables and chairs, like a seating plan. Almost each table had a different topic. Mm -hmm. You just Pop in. I mean, you just click a chair, boop. You're sitting at a table, and you're having this chat with other people interested in that thing. It's is that the kind of thing you're talking
0: about? Uh, that is one piece of what we're going to be doing. We're going to have three different half-hour roundtable networking opportunities. So, for one, the tables that you mentioned, how it was all kind of sorted by table, uh, one is going to be regionally focused. So, the ability to connect with other rescues and shelters in your region, as well as uh, your regional team members from best friends that represent your region. So that will be going on. And then the other two sessions are just going to have a whole host of different topics that you might want to go in and talk to people about from all sorts of different topics. And we'll be sharing that out uh, with attendees just prior to the show so that you can see what all topics are going to be available for networking with people in there.
1: You and the events team, you've put on some incredible conferences in the past, Rachel, but I am excited for this one in particular, because even though it's so different and probably not really what we want, I think there's a good chance it might end up going down in the books as one of the best ever.
0: Yep. It's going to be awesome. And the best part is, you know, it's $55. <laughs> we, you don't have to travel. You don't have to pay for lodging. You don't have to pay for meals. Uh, it's in a pretty affordable price range. And if you use the discount code podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, all lowercase, one word, they get 10 bucks off. So it'll be 45 bucks if you want to use that.
1: Well, and I should mention that that $10 discount, every time somebody use it, that $10 actually comes out of my paycheck. So please use it. That alone should compel everyone to go register right now and use the discount code podcast. Well, while I have you here, I want you to tell me what you've learned, you know, what the events team at Best Friends has learned and what others can learn from you about how to plan successful events in a COVID world.
0: The biggest thing that we've really learned and embraced, which I kind of shared earlier, is you have to plan them as virtual or online events. You can't take what you would have done at a live event and how you would have planned it, and how you would have executed it, and just say, okay, now let's do that, but as an online event. You can't do that. You just, you have to embrace the circumstances for what they are, and understand that attention spans are much more limited in an online format. Things have to be cheaper. People will register late. Things need to be available on demand. You really have to throw out so much of what you've known and learned in the events industry, and just Lean in and just do it all differently.
1: Anyone who's been to a best friends event, I, you'll you'll know exactly what I mean. Things are so well done, well planned. You know, as an attendee, it's like you always know you're going to have a good experience, and that's really down to you, Rachel, and the and the rest of the folks on the events team. You know, these things. I mean, it starts months leading up to the the actual day. So I know this is a crazy amount of work, and you know, I just don't know that a lot of people really. Realize sometimes all of uh, all of what it takes. So uh, I just want to say thanks to
0: to you and the rest of the events team. Thanks, John. Appreciate that, buddy. And I gotta I gotta also tease. We have a very special guest coming this year. It's a name that you all you all know and love. One of my all time idols, and we just confirmed that. So we're going to be sharing that out within the next week week and a half. So keep an eye out for that announcement for sure.
1: You know what? I heard a rumor about this special guest? Does it rhyme with
0: I'm not telling you anything.
1: (laughs) So what about the actual content, the speakers, the sessions? You can have the niftiest virtual conference technology platform in existence, but that doesn't mean much if the content is garbage. So to learn more about the content part of the conference, Brent Tolner, Senior Director of National Programs for Best Friends. Today's June 3rd, so what, Brent, we're about three weeks away from the conference. It's happening the 23rd and 24th. We're off a break last year, no conference because of COVID, but we've brought it back virtual, but I have to ask then, I mean, why even do it? Why not just take another year off and we can bring the conference back next year like we've always done it?
2: You know, I think one of the cool things about the conference being virtual, you know, I'm hopeful that it will open up opportunities for people deeper into staffs to be able to to show up for the conference and be able to attend and get some of the, the materials that are available. You know, I think under traditional conference when it's in person, you may be able to get a two or three people out of leadership that are able to attend, uh, whereas at a virtual conference, because you're not having to pay for travel and people can still like come in and out sometimes to do their day-to-day jobs, I'm really hopeful that more people will be able to attend and it will be more accessible than sometimes our in-person conferences will be.
1: I think we're all in this kind of return to pre-COVID life, transition, vaccinations, eating out, travel kind of moment. And let me just say that if pivot was the most overused word of 2020, I can tell you the phrase new normal easily surpassed that for me already. Uh, (laughs) But terms aside, that is a huge part of what's happening right now. Like what are we doing to to sort of return to normal? How much of that type of information am I going to hear about at the conference?
2: Obviously for us, our goal is to get the country to no-kill by 2025. And, you know, we've been working with a lot of shelters around the country and pre-COVID, post-COVID, the programs to help save lives at shelters are, are pretty much the same, you know. And so we're really focused on those key programs that are helping to save lives in shelters every single day. You know, obviously cats are a huge programmatic need for a lot of shelters and just different cat life-saving programs, volunteer programs, foster programs, what to do with big dogs and big dog enrichment programs, decreasing the length, to stay at the shelter. So it's across the board, but if it's a life-saving program that we know is working, we're trying to bring it to the people who attend this year.
1: One thing that's really changed uh, at our conference from my perspective is the increase in knowledge that attendees have. You know, I'm not sure if mature is the right word, but the knowledge I feel like that exists today from attendees, it's so much like broader, deeper. I think it was about 10 years ago, Uh, I don't know if you know this or not. I gave one of the lowest rated presentations in Best Friends Conference history. Uh, I was doing social media at the time for Best Friends. And, you know, around 2010, I mean, this was, was an explosion of like the internet with all these different platforms and apps, geolocation, Snapchat, I mean, Google Plus launched. So you had a lot of organizations saying, okay, well, we're on Facebook, but what next, you know? And so we decided to do a session. I think we just called it something like Social Media 2.0. And boy, let me tell you, the crowd was not ready for us. Uh, I think one comment was, great presenters, good energy, no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> Dude. I know. Uh, that one stung a little bit, although I suppose it's better than the alternative, which was great content, terrible speaker. So I guess I'd rather have it that way. And just to be clear, there will be content for everyone, no matter your knowledge, you know, how much you know, wherever you are on that spectrum. But again, I just think it's been interesting to see how much the the movement and the conference has evolved when it comes to, you know, what we know.
2: Yeah, I think one of the cool things that you've clearly seen over the last decade is there are more and more organizations that are doing incredibly progressive life-saving work. When you have more organizations who are doing that life-saving work, more great ideas come out of it. You know, I think one of the cool things about this format is, you know, we have 91 sessions this year. We're featuring over 135 individual speakers. That's more than we've ever been able to include in a regular conference. And I think it's allowing us to highlight, like, the breadth and depth of how much good work and life saving is going on out there. And so you're getting like new ideas that are emerging from places around the country. And it's really, I think it's going to be a really cool thing to just see some of the things that have evolved and changed and how new leaders in the movement are making their own twist on uh, this life-saving progress. And we're going to get to hear from a lot of them in a way we haven't before.
1: So we're talking about a hundred and I think you said 135 speakers, over 90 sessions you know, we're going to try to guide people, but that's a lot of content. So, you know, how do I approach this as an attendee to, to maybe not be so overwhelmed and to make sure I'm getting the most value out of it, learning the most?
2: You know, again, it's, there's a lot, there's a lot of content there. And so I think find topics that are A, of interest to you, Um, B, understanding what maybe some gaps are within your own shelter or in your own organization. So you can highlight on some things that maybe you can learn from others and how they've progressed. And I think maybe most importantly is there can sometimes be this tendency to want to gravitate towards speakers that we know, you know, and and people that we've heard before and we know they're great speakers. And I think there's this conference in particular is going to give people an opportunity to hear from a lot of new voices and they have really incredible stories to tell and important things to say. And so I would definitely like key in on some of the people that maybe you haven't heard of before because their stories are simply amazing and that's why they're being included in this.
1: You can't be in every session, doesn't matter what kind of conference it is. So in the past, I always felt like it was hard to choose But this year, you're getting all of the recordings, videos included, which Mm -hmm. I hope people realize. I mean, that's a huge thing because in this year, because this year you actually can attend everything. So even sessions that might on paper feel less relevant to you, that actually might be the session that really inspires you and helps you take that life-saving work to the next level.
2: You know, like from a personal perspective, I've been to more than a dozen best friends conferences and conferences around the country for other organizations. And I can say without question, I've never attended a conference session that I didn't pull away something that was new to me. Even if it's a speaker I've heard speak a a number of times, like I still will pull something new out of a presentation I've seen before. That's where some of the value can be is just as a refresher or picking up something you didn't pick up the first time or hearing something new from somebody new. Like it's a really cool opportunity. And especially because we have the ability for maybe a volunteer coordinator who may not have been able to go to a conference before. So they're hearing things via their director who is able to attend the conference in person, but they're getting some of the information secondhand. Like this is their opportunity to go hear from other volunteer coordinators that are doing great volunteer programs uh, that they can pull from. And I I really hope that's an opportunity for some of those folks who are the middle leaders within their own organizations. I have to
1: imagine that one of the challenges uh, in planning this virtually, Brent, is how do you capture that in-person feeling? If you've been to the conference before you have these incredible couple of days, sessions, networking, all of these things. You go to this final session, Julie Castle, CEO of Best Friends on stage, delivers this emotional, inspirational speech. And buddy, we all leave ready to take on the fricking world, right? So, you know, how are we going to capture that? I mean, is that something that, you know, am I going to feel that same kind of inspiration and connectedness that I would have at a normal conference?
2: So. The two things that Best Friends has always done a really good job of, and I think it's definitely a balance, but they feed on each other, is number one, you have to provide people information and content that's going to be relevant to the work that they do. But then there's also like, this work is hard and people go through the daily rigors of it and it can be a real challenge and a real drain. And I think there is an obligation to provide the information in a positive way and one that can create that feeling of positivity and emotion so because you got to leave the, the conference full uh, because when you go back home like you you still have to go back to the tough jobs that you have every day and so you know i think that uplifting part of it is a really important part of what we do at best friends and something that i know that you know, with the types of speakers that we've chosen who are very positive in the type of content that they deliver and their tone, the way they deliver it, I do think we'll come across in the conference. Obviously, it's different in a digital setting, but is something we're definitely going to be trying to deliver as well.
1: So two very action-packed days, obviously. But I mean, is there one thing or something, Brent, that, that you can say, hey, I'm really looking forward to this?
2: Um, No, I think one of the things that has become a tradition at the Best Friends Conference is we do release our our data set from the previous year. We will be doing that again this year. You know, in 2020 was a super weird year, right? So not only are we sharing the data, but also I think there's a lot of information throughout the conference that's going to relate that data to like, what does it really mean? Uh, What do we really see is going to stick from all of the COVID work that we've done? What's going to revert back to a more normalized? Uh, I think there's some balance in between some of that. I'm excited to see as we're starting to come out of this pandemic work that we're doing, how things do change and and what becomes permanent and what becomes different than what it was before. And so uh, I think we're going to attempt to address all of that in in the conference. And that's part of what I'm excited about is hearing from some of those folks.
1: To attend the Best Friends Conference, head to bestfriends.org conference. Again, bestfriends.org conference. Don't forget, use the code podcast, all lowercase podcast, and that will get you 10 bucks off your registration. So just $45 to attend bestfriends.org conference, discount code podcast. The podcast team, Tawny Hammond, Amy Charlton, Bethany Hines, Kayla Sebo, and Mark Peralta. My name is John Dunn, and this is the Best Friends Podcast.